0: It's predictive programming. It's to make us say, well, that's no big deal. That's been around forever. Or, hey, I saw that in the movie. It can't be real.
1: Hey, this is Unrefined Podcast. I'm Brandon Spain, your host, with co-host Lindsay Waters. Welcome to another episode. Today, you guys, we have a wonderful guest, guest that I've been listening to for, for quite a while. And uh, you guys know, might know her as Amy, or Eyes on the Right. And, and she had a podcast, and she has a counseling ministry and an Instagram page that I check every day to get the, if I see, if I see something that's going on in Hollywood, I check it up against her to see if she saw it too. And, uh, so I just like to introduce her and I'm so thankful that she has decided to come on our show today. Thanks Amy for coming.
0: Oh, well, thank you for having me. Happy to be yep. here. Hey, Amy. Hi, Lindsay.
1: Let's start this out a little bit before we get deep into to it. Just to, we, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and sort of your story and what got you on this path of researching, sort of, and that's that's what we're trying to do. We're we're doing like what we call primers or primer podcasts for people who are on the edge of the red pill and and that won't you know are unsure about a lot of kind of stuff so we're trying to slowly introduce people to to stuff and to make them see that it's real and it's out there and and so we would we were hoping that on this show today that you could just kind of kind of do us an intro level and you can go as deep or as you want to or as you know the holy spirit leads you to but uh okay. what got you on the path of researching and investigating The occult in general and particularly in contemporary culture.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of an interesting story. I grew up in Southern California, so I was kind of immersed in that kind of Hollywood type atmosphere, if you will. You know, you see a lot of celebrities living close to LA and you know, I was just always in ministry though. I was a teacher for twenty-two years and about seven years ago, about 2016, I was on my second trip to Haiti, and the people there had told me a lot about the uh, the stuff going on with the Clintons. Um, we talked about this a little bit before this, the show started, but that was kind of my first awakening, um, was kind of the trafficking and stuff like that. And so as I came back to California, I started to dive in, and these memories would come up of what the people told me in Haiti, and I realized that this stuff was real. And as I kind of pulled back the layers of that, I started to discover how Hollywood was kind of intermixed. And then I really just kind of surrendered my life even more to the Lord. And as I did that, I felt this push for kind of unpack what is really running hollywood and media and celebrities and that this undercurrent is really being pushed by the enemy and so that's kind of a short version but uh that's kind of how i i dove in and um it all started with with um going to haiti so yeah Hmm.
2: Hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah that was probably about this that time of pizzagate because that was a big because they they made the association that her that what was it Clinton's office was right next to the pizza shop and, and all yeah. that. And there was that general vicinity and all that. And I find it interesting that's been coming back out here lately. Um, anyway, that's another rabbit trail to go down, but, uh, it's yeah. starting to come back up. So if, if you were going to work with somebody and you were just beginning to introduce them to this kind of stuff, where would you start?
0: That's a good question. Um, because I've been doing this for like seven years now, really, um, it's hard for me because I, I have to go back and say, Okay, where were you at when all this started? Like you didn't know any of this. So, um, I think the first place I would start is definitely definitely with a biblical lens. Because if we don't look at it with that lens, we're gonna we're gonna miss it all. We're gonna think, well, why are they pushing this agenda? Why are they putting that that pushing that agenda? And so my first step, I think, would be, hey, this is a spiritual matter, and we have to look at it as such. Um, I think that's where I would start is the biblical part, the lens of, hey, who is who is running this society, who is influencing these um, celebrities and politicians and leaders in our society?
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, because I think uh, I've I've been learning that it goes – a lot further back than just the, you know, 1400s or right. all the way back to Babylon. I mean, this is just Babylonian religion, you know, rehash.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
2: I mean, I hate to say it fascinates me, but it does. But for a positive, you know, reason to. Anyway, so.
0: Yeah. It absolutely does. I mean. When you start to uncover and peel this stuff back, and as the Lord reveals, you know, um, he shows you that it is all biblical. There's nothing new under the sun, the word says, and it truly is that. It all goes back to these mystery religions of Babylon, Egypt, and all of that. Hmm. So you're right. Well,
3: Amy, I was kind of wondering, what, what is it about Hollywood, in your opinion, that kind of lends itself to this, this occultic? dabbling or, or worldview
2: symbology, things like that?
0: Well, I think that it goes back to that spiritual component. Um, I think the enemy was very precise in how he wanted to set up his system in this world and what better way through this technology, through media, through television, through this idolization of, um, you know, people. Is really comes down to idolatry, um, and so, you know, Hollywood was set up to push agendas and propaganda. Um, if you kind of go way back to its roots, you'll you'll even see why Hollywood was named Hollywood. It was, in fact, because of the holly tree, which was a magical wand, and so you've you've got from the beginning this steeping in this occultic um, ideas and. You know, you look at producers and, and there is a, a magic, in quote magic to it. Um mm-hmm. and I, I I can't help but think that it has something to do with this kind of fallen technology that, you know, we see we saw this increase in the fifties, um, after World War Two, um, when the Nazis came over, Project Paperclip, they started NASA, they started all of this stuff where there was a huge increase. And I think that Hollywood is just another arm of the three letter agencies. And so Once you kind of look at it like that as not just a entertainment, it's much, much deeper than that. Um, Then Uh, you start to Propaganda. Yeah, yeah. You start to see, well, what's pushing this propaganda? Um,
2: Amy, were you kind of
1: just kind of excursious here? I guess that's how you say that word. What is Operation Paperclip? Can you explain that to our listeners?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Operation Paperclip was... um, Something that the United States did—an operation—hence <laughs> the name—but it was bringing these um, Nazi scientists over under the guise of, you know, helping helping us here in America. And really, these scientists should have been um, charged for their crimes during the war, but they were brought under under this guise of like they're going to teach us things, right? And 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 one of the things that they did was work on NASA. Um, They also did a lot of experiments on um, the American society, um, you know, experimenting with, uh, you know, drugs and stuff like that. Um, And so it goes much deeper. But really, our three-letter agencies are foundational in this kind of Nazi um, thinking and um, bringing them over. You know, instead of extraditing them, and, and it's it was really under the guise of helping America, is what they said. And so, does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, that's,
1: yeah. that's great. Yeah.
3: Well, I know Werner von Braun, Brown, the, uh, the, the rocket scientist they brought over, it was always just, oh, you know, he was just kind of forced to be a Nazi. But if you really, you really look into his life, it, you don't see any force. looks like he was, was all, all for it. And absolutely. I mean this was just blatant. We're we're gonna take these evil scientists and, and and give them a free pass and let them come live, you know, pretty good lives over absolutely. here now. It's pretty pretty sick.
0: <laughs> absolutely. And then you it goes even deeper, connecting it back to Hollywood, you, you brought up Werner von Braun. He worked very closely with Disney. And so then you've mm. got you know, Walt Disney pulled in. I mean, this, these rabbit holes go deep and they're all connected. It's like a big web.
1: Yeah. I, I find it interesting. There's a, I study logic and there's a logical fallacy that a lot of what I call these, these heresy hustlers that go looking for heresy everywhere use and it's called guilt by association. However, I've noticed in this realm, it it's not a fallacy that you can really use because the connections are essential the yeah. connections are what actually create the web of all this occult and all all the different mountains of society all the different areas from education to the government to entertainment to to all these different things you know Absolutely. the the associations are are super important
0: yeah i i agree
1: yeah, that's that's um that leads kind of into a, a question that I've been thinking a lot about. I've been uh, studying right now. I just got in the mail today. Uh, weird scenes inside the canyon, uh, Laurel Canyon. I love music, so I've oh, yes. been reading into the the whole. And I'm not going to explain this, guys out there, <laughs> into the whole CIA operative aspect of rock music in Laurel Canyon, but. I've been reading a lot of Ramsey William Ramsey stuff, and just totally fascinated with Aleister Crowley's influence, his influence on our society, and and I've seen it even pass forward through other people. My question is this: is a lot of the Hollywood or the celebrity or the entertainment people? are are they just dabbling in the occult or because it's peer pressure, do they not really know how deep it goes? Are they palms or, or are they serious like a, a Crowley or even a Damien Eccles or somebody like that?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. I actually get that question quite a bit. And, you know, in my research and my understanding, I think it's multifaceted. I think it's, it's leveled, mm. right? I mean, you're not yeah. gonna let just anybody into the inner workings of
1: It's degreed, life. huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's degreed Pun intended. Okay. Yeah. Pun intended. Caught I caught yeah. it. Um, but it is. I mean, if even if you look at the pyramid or the circumpunct, um, which are you know, ancient symbols in and of themselves, um, take the circumpunct, for example, you've got that inner dot, that inner circle. Only select few are gonna know the inner workings of what goes on, right? And the outer levels or the base of the pyramid will be the covers for the top or the inner circle. And so mm. I think that, you know, there's trust involved. There's um, blackmail involved. I think that there's Illuminati bloodlines involved. And so it's not just linear in in the answer. I mean, I like I said, I think it's multi-level. And And I don't know. I think that You can't help but see some of these upper level celebrities or artists and they, they have got to know what's going on because they've been in the industry, Mm. they're multi-generational actors or artists. Many of them have lineage back to presidents, royals, um, you know, kings and queens. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So uh, again, I think to answer your question
2: it's it's multi level, yeah. Oh yeah, all the different it goes back to all the
1: different connections. You know, you, you think uh, an actor or actress has just kind of had a rags to riches type situation and no, they're they're like Bill Gates. They were born rich and born invested in, you know, the elite. Mm-hmm. You know, or or I think it was Mariska Hargate and Yeah and, and, and her association with um somebody here recently and i was like that's weird and then i realized well she's the daughter of uh a generational actress i can't remember what actress it is
0: Kane Mansfield, yeah
1: that mansfield yeah and yeah. so you know and it, it's just the tentacles which i, I like that because you're on, on your instagram you've been doing the squid and the octopus and the yeah. tentacles of all this you know just it, it goes it goes everywhere my my 20 year old is uh, I've kind of brainwashed him into a lot of this. I say brainwashing tongue in cheek, but, but, uh, he's slowly coming into to see. He's starting to notice things in culture. And, um, like he came to me with the whole, before I even saw your post, he says, you know, it's funny that that Wednesday came out on Netflix and then Wednesday dies, isn't it dad? I said, yeah, that's, um, interesting, you know? Yeah. And then, then the picture you posted, I sent to him and said, "Look at the yeah, black eye, that. yeah, yeah. The, wow. the black eye." And so
2: he went down the whole black eye road. And what I want to ask you though is,
1: back in the you know late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, the, the the two, I think the godfather of the modern occult movement is is of course Crowley, Crowley. Right. however you say it, and yeah. I think Ozzy Osborne screwed it up, it's, it's Crowley so I know about Damien Eccles and I've been following the West Memphis Three, that's another little uh, true crime thing I've been going down and he seems to have really come out on his own and wants to be the heir apparent
2: who in the celebrity pop culture would be the would be the Crowley of today do you think
0: that's a good question? Um, well, I think they're I think that again, it's these people like to operate in, you know, secrecy and privacy. However, mm-hmm. because they're being influenced by the enemy, he's prideful. They're egotistical, and so they they kind of, for lack of another word, kind of get off on the sense of it's it's you know truth in plain sight. They're hiding in plain sight, and so yeah. with that said, yeah, it, I think you've got like. The Marina Abramovics and, you know, Lala Meach, which is a fashion um witch. She's a witch. Um, and you've got, you know, like the Johnny Depps and Marilyn Mansons. And you look at those people and you're like, okay, they're obvious, but who are the not so obvious in the bunch? You know, you've got the Lady Gagas and the Beyoncés, they've got some massive occultic um witchcraft going on there. But Right. I think that there's actually some people who are high priestesses in the system. I call it the system because it literally is like an octopus whose tentacles reach out all across mm. the world. Um mm-hmm. but that are that are hiding in plain sight that are wolves in sheep's clothing, so to speak. That play the part of someone really really good and you would never expect it. And you know, and behind closed doors and at night, they've got this alter ego. And, um, so I think that, you know, there, there is, it's, it's leveled, you know, you've got the ones that you can see and the ones that are hiding in plain sight that you would never expect.
2: Yeah. So Amy, I guess this is kind of a complex question and we're going to talk about some more of the like very specific Hand gestures
3: and symbology later, but I just I just wanted to bring this up to kind of frame my question a little bit, I guess. It, so it's all well and good for for these uh, the Hollywood types, you know. We we can see a lot of them coming a mile off, but just just looking at your Instagram page and even dusting off, I, I we couldn't have you on here without me mentioning this. I, I have a copy of Codex Magica by Tex Mars here. Yeah, that's a good one. figured you'd be familiar with that. There's a lot of similar stuff in there. Uh, a friend of mine, me and a friend of mine looked at this a lot in college, and I'll be honest, I I could be dismissive of it at times. Just things like, you know, the Rosicrucian symbols. He, he's got like a table in there of different Rosicrucian symbols, and one of them is just the whole resting your chin on your thumb and your index finger um and and you know i i probably do that without thinking about it sometimes on the one hand but on the other hand i was you know i was i think i was on instagram when i saw this or maybe i was somewhere else but i i found an old picture of a of a band uh, band me and brandon listened to depeche mood and It's from their early days, and it showed the lead singer, Dave Gahan. He's got kind of the okay symbol. Uh, He's got his thumb and index finger kind of in a circle around his eye. It's a little different. He has his other three fingers just shooting straight up. And I'm thinking to myself, and later on, if you want to explain what you think that means, that'd be great, but... I was just thinking that just seems too specific, way too specific, just to be like being silly or just some random thing we all do without thinking about it. And it even got me thinking: Well, what if what if that's how they get us? What if some of this even ubiquitous stuff we do all the time—resting your thumb on your your thumb and index finger on your chin—and what if they took ubiquitous things and turned them into symbols just to to kind of initiate us without us knowing so I guess what I'm getting at here is (laughs) sorry I I took the scenic route here (laughs) how do you sort all that out
2: how
3: how do you what's just kids being silly and and what's sinister and some does it just take spiritual discernment sometimes I mean how, how do you sort it all out how do you personally sort it all out
0: yeah, that's, no, that's a great question because I get, I get that a lot of times too. Like, well, I just got a, you know, my kid's doing an okay sign in in the pictures, that means he's part of the satanic elite. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. So, so I think that's a, that's a really good kind of starting point too, for those that are just kind of delving into this. We've got to keep this in context, right? We're yeah, not talking yeah. about you and I going out there and saying, Hey, Okay. It's not about that, number one. It's about keeping it in context in the sense of these people who are in in, you know, who are celebrities, who are music artists, who are politicians, who are run, who are running this world, so to speak, they are the ones that we're looking at. And they are the ones who are pushing the trends. I mean, where did Mm -hmm. all these okay signs come from? Who made that up? Right? Yeah. Who pushed the trends and why did they push them? Number one, it's to, it's predictive programming. It's to make us say, well, that's no big deal. That's been around forever. Or, hey, I saw that in a movie. It can't be real, you know, or my favorite artist does that. So they're satanic. It gets us to question, question it and kind of dumb it down, you know, like it's nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's a, that's a really great question because it's like, why are these people doing this? And you think back to Manly P. Hall, and you even think back to Confucius. Manly P. Hall, one of the greatest thirty-third degree Freemasons in the in the occult, he he's quoted as saying, "Symbolism is the language of the mysteries." Mm. Remember back back in the Garden, what did Satan say? He said, "Your eyes will be opened, right? You will be enlightened." That's where it goes back to. That's how it all starts. These Gnosticism, people, Gnosticism, exactly, mm. and so. If they can talk to us or talk to each other through symbols, the average Joe isn't going to get it because they're not going to, they're just going to look at it as not a big deal, you know, and Mm -hmm. even go back to Egypt, Egypt, and even hieroglyphs, like they communicated through symbols. And so once you kind of get that basis and you start to understand, Hey, they're, they're communicating through this type of language, it's a language. And that's it's mist it's mystic. It. It's um, mm. Gnosticism, like you said. Yep.
2: Well it's like
1: all right, hear me out here, Amy, and tell me what you think about this. I have been I, I even wonder sometimes if it's not and this might be me going too deep. <laughs> I, w- I came out of the Anglican tradition, which is, you know, Catholic light. But rituals and symbols are important. And even in non liturgical traditions in the church uh, symbols and rituals are still important you know traditions right Uh, they don't save us but but they're still important but i'm watching and this is one that i wish would go away it drives me nuts i'm watching these kids flash these two fingers like gang signs and, and and they don't even realize what they're doing they think it's just something innocent this is what you do when you're and it's it spread everywhere. I mean, yeah. ev- everywhere. And I almost wonder if part of the ploy of this, and I got this from a guy named Nick, is, is are we perhaps engaging in their rituals somehow when they indoctrinate us with these symbols? Mm-hmm. If yeah. that's part of the, you know, part think, of the, the ploy.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, goes back to Hosea, and this is why I love doing this. This is why I feel the Lord has kind of pushed me into this. It's just kind of my role for the body, you know, for now, for the body of Christ. But, like, you go back to Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge, Yeah, because they've rejected knowledge. And, And granted, this knowledge is the knowledge of God, first and foremost, and that Jesus Christ is our Savior, but it's the whole truth. It's the Bible from the beginning to the back. And yeah. beginning to the end. And so if we are naive to this, then of course we're gonna be allowing things into our lives not knowing. And we we are engaging in it somehow. Now, I mean, granted, like, well, what do we do? Live in a bubble and just, you know, we're in the world but not of the world, right? And so it's like, but we can still be aware, we can still yeah. be understanding of the enemy's ploys. So it just sharpens us as we navigate, right? That's how I look at it. But yeah, I think we are kind of participating in it on some level.
2: Well, Sandy and I, we've fought it off
1: for a while, and we just started Stranger Things last night, which is I'm ready to dive into it because I know I'm going to find tons of predictive programming and tons of just truth that's hiding in plain sight in it. Yeah. And Operation, I was at Monotalk. Anyway, so... I go into it, and I, I drive Sandy crazy though, because I push pause. I say, "See that there? That 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 And she's like, "Can we just watch the show?" You know, yeah. I like the cute kid. You know, and, and, and anyway, right. she's into it. She's doing a lot of stuff too, but it, it's just, yeah, the the uh, whole predictive programming thing really got me into a lot of it. And Sandy and I did ministry with DID people, and mm-hmm. and, and and so part of. How I would explain disassociation to people was through the uh Jason Bourne movies mm-hmm. and how the government used that you know to m k ultra type thing to train super soldiers and stuff, right. and it's like the enemy doesn't realize it, but he's giving me fodder by he's using these movies that I can take you know, hey, they put that out there where you'll say, "Oh, that's not real, that's a movie,
0: yeah, exactly,
1: it is real, you know, and yeah, I think it's real important because I, we were just talking before you got on, I was talking about, you know, you can run a stop sign and it doesn't matter if if you saw it or not, the, the cop can still pull you over and write you a ticket.
0: Sure.
1: And Satan is the ultimate legalist and he will write you a ticket if you flash this or do that. And it's important, I think, for people to see that Satan's not omnipotent and he's not everywhere and he's not, right. you know, he's not God. So there's not always a, a, a demon traffic stop everywhere, but we open doors to these rituals that are being indoctrinated through all this kind of stuff. And, um, and, and that leads to, if Lindsay will let me go here real quick. I was listening to uh, William Ramsey the other night and, and they, were, they were talking about how even studying and researching can take you into this hole and occupy space in your head, and and you know you as somebody who's been who's been researching this and investigating this for like seven years, I mean, what do you do to keep from being sucked in to where it doesn't? I mean, I, I find myself I, I did I'll be I'll be very humble about this. Uh, I. I'm doing this Bible reading thing. The other night I was reading the book on Aleister Crowley and I wanted to read it more than I did my Bible. And I was like, "Oop, red flag. I, I, you know, I I don't, I don't want to go here. I don't want to be sucked into this. And so, so what are your recommendations as far as to, to like kind of tie a safety line around yourself where you can get back out of this?
0: That's a great question.
1: Long, Convoluted question, but still <laughs> Not a good one though.
0: that's a really good one, and you know, and the Lord has convicted me on this at times as I've been doing this because I'm on my fourth page now um I was censored heavily for a while there, and my pages got taken down but um but you know you're right i mean my my first answer to that would be if you're a new believer, you need to be in the Word first and foremost, don't go yes. diving into these rabbit holes of occultic thinking and that you can't you've got to be a disciple of the word you've got to renew your mind you have got to be in the word because you will get deceived and so first hmm. and foremost you know you've got to do that as a new believer especially because you need to be discipled and you know how long does that last only god knows but at least a couple years at the very least i would say yeah um yeah. Yeah. you know and really Really, for us who've been walking with Christ for a while, we have to be careful because I, I'm very prayerful about what I allow into my mind. I ask the Lord to give me wisdom. I ask for protection. And mm. I have people around me, wise counsel, two or three people that hold me accountable. And mm. they look at my page. They, If I have something going on, um, I confess it to them. I have them pray for me because I know the enemy is slick. And he will mm-hmm. come in and it will be very deceptive. It will be very, you know, in all in the name of spreading, you know, good. And, and I, for me, I mean, I really started to pull back on the satanic imagery because I was like, I'm literally giving glorification to the enemy when every picture is a tongue out or devil horns or blood all over them. Like I was like really convicted with that. And yes, those images Drive it home because you're like whoa, but at the same time there are people looking at these things that are not believers or are young believers at that, or people who are in bondage, and it's it's creating even more of a stumbling block. And so, you know, we got to be in our word. We've got to balance. I balance my day, like I said, with people that edify me, that refine me, that hold me accountable. I am with the Lord, and I. In, in his word. And that gives me balance. Um, so yeah, it's, you've got it. You've got to be aware for sure.
1: Yeah. Lindsay and I've started, uh, this is kind of a sidebar, but it, you might be interested in this. We've started this, uh, really, I guess it extensive Bible study reading plan. And, and we still study other stuff too and, and stay on passages. And uh, right now I'm studying Psalm 73 right now, pretty hard and intense, but as far as our daily in the Word, we're doing, it's called Professor Horner's Bible Study. And it has you read 10 places out of the Bible. And so you read 10 chapters a day. It takes you about, you know, 30, 45 minutes to do. Mm-hmm. But the 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 whole gist of it is, is you get an expansive understanding of the Bible in about nine to 10 months. and But you're never in the same place at the same time once it gets going. And it really gives the Lord an opportunity to really speak to you through different things.
2: You'll read right. it here, then you'll read it there. You don't read it like you're like pulling out your
1: blue letter Bible and look up the Greek words and all that kind of stuff. You, But yeah. you don't skim it either. You just read it like you would a book. And that I found, I've been looking forward to that, and that has, has grounded me. I think it's a good word it's grounded me with with a lot of this other you know stuff that we're researching for the podcast and 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 all that stuff and even in the discipleship stuff that we we do so
0: that's great
2: yeah it it's been a it's been a very rewarding bible reading plan what yeah. do you think
1: Lindsay? Yeah, have you enjoyed it
2: yeah i've enjoyed it i kind of not
3: quite speed read. I probably read a little faster, and just let the the Lord hit the brakes. That's how I've been doing it. When when something jumps out at me, kind of thing. That's. Um, speaking of which, I'll, I'll give Amy a little plug here. You you've got some excellent Bible studies on Rumble that I. I, I well,
0: thank I you. Read a
3: little bit of the one on John.
0: Thank for those you so much.
3: Of our listeners who will yeah we'll have all that information
2: I'm sure. Yeah, we will in the show notes. Yep. Thank you. We have a few little, just little questions, like of meanings of things that we wanted to just kind of
1: throw out there, and that some of them we know, some of them we don't, and we just wanted to ask you.
3: Well, yeah, obviously this this may relate to the one I, I the Depeche Mode photo I told you about, but just the the one eye imagery, whether they're circling it or covering it up what's the significance of that that you've you've seen
0: yeah the one eye imagery is a big one <laughs> that's like and you see it in different in different variations you've got like the one you said where you do the okay sign over the eye um, that okay sign is um, you've got it's it's three sixes and so you see it the three fingers that are sticking up are the three lines of the top of the six and so when they do that there's a there's that double meaning there right they say it's no okay case sign but they're giving homage to you know the enemy and so but when you when you look at the one eye you've got the eye of raw the eye of Horus, the eye of providence the all-seeing eye of in quote god right yeah and then you our got, money right on our money and then you've got the third eye and so again let's take it back to genesis what did satan say to eat he's like do you want your eyes open? Your eyes shall be opened. And the eyes of them both were open, right? This mm. is the eyes are important in that regard because it's it's enlightenment. It's it's Gnosticism. Like you said, Brandon, it's this opening up of the eye. And who does that? It's Satan. It's Lucifer.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's who they're paying homage to. Because um, there's even a verse in Zechariah that says, Woe to the worthless shepherd who leads." block right it's the enemy a sword Mm -hmm. shall be against him and against his right eye his arm shall be shall completely wither and his right eye shall be totally blinded and so in the occult you've got this the eyes are the, the you know windows to the soul right it's this eye of enlightenment and um you know what they're they're paying homage to the right or left hand path which is in their eyes duality which is this whole mystery religion um so yeah the eye is really important it, it has to do with enlightenment
1: well it reminds me of the even the passage that jesus said if your eyes full of darkness then yes. you know i don't want to get that right but that whole context there you know even he discusses yes. the concept of of you know the eye and it mm-hmm. being there and yeah and, and i find it interesting. Gnosticism and knowledge, it's even infiltrated the church. And, and one of the ways that Lindsay and I both, we, we do disciple making movements and, and basically we go into an area and we, we try to do the ax method. We find a person of peace. And then we try to set up a kingdom community in their house and like Cornelius's and all that kind of stuff. And it it's, It's definitely outside the institutional church. We're part of a missionary organization, and that's what they've done overseas. They've created these church planning movements where we're trying to do it in the United States. One of the primary teachings that we teach people is that maturity in the Christian faith is not how much knowledge you have of God, of the Bible, of all that. It's how much obedience you have of God and of the Bible. and. There's this this very this uh, uh uh it's just out of whack if you look on a chart of Bible knowledge and people will equate well I have a lot of Bible knowledge therefore I'm mature but I you know I beat my wife I mean I'm choosing that as an example you know right. and it's like no 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 even Paul talks about it in Second Corinthians you you guys should still be on milk because you're not you're bickering about stuff it doesn't matter who you know it, it matters how much you obey mm-hmm. and, and 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 I see a lot of this permeating the church, a real Gnosticism of of how much you know equals spiritual maturity.
0: Yes. Wow. That's, yeah, that's so spot on. I mean, it, this, you know, when you think about this kind of increase of knowledge and this puffed up kind of attitude and, oh, well, I know this, I know that. And, you know, that, I see that a lot in this kind of truth or movement, you know, like. Yes. You see a lot of it, like, oh, this is what this means. And these numbers mean this. And, you know, and yet it's all about, as a Christ follower, it's all about humbleness. It's about the heart. Mm. It's, it's the motive of the heart, circumcision of the heart. It's not about how much you know in your head. And, um, it's the motive. Are you honoring God? You know? Um, but yeah, you're so spot on about that.
2: Yeah. I have a friend who, uh,
1: I'm ministering to, and he's kind of gone off the deep end and, and, and part of talking about a lot of this kind of stuff, what he's involved in is it has occultic ties and it's not published or or publicized out there. And, and my knowledge of this kind of stuff has used it a, as a way in to talk about it, but Mm -hmm. then it's not that that's having the effect in his life. It's the fact that I'm staying with him and I'm, loving on him and i'm not giving up on him that is what's changing his life you know yeah. not the the knowledge kind of stuff so
2: yeah. i
1: just wanted to throw that out there because i I mean it's real easy uh knowledge when i went to seminary i i kind of stepped away not intentionally from a lot of the supernatural that i learned before when i was saved and filled with the holy spirit and i had to go back and relearn a lot of stuff about spiritual warfare and a lot of that kind of stuff because. Knowledge is such a, it's, it's, it's an elixir. I mean, that's yeah. a good appropriate word for what we're talking about. It's a, it's a magic potion that can get you puffed up and, and away from what's really important, which is people. These are people, right. you know, uh, I mean, Damien Eccles is a person who's lost, you know, he's not the, uh, you know, most evil person in the world, you know, he's, he's lost and, mm-hmm. or, fill in the blank with Madonna or any, you know, anybody they're, they're right. lost. Right. And we have to keep that in, in mind, you know, but, but we also have to be able to, you know, that's why I think your ministry is so important. We have to be able to discern what's going on with them and how to talk to them how to communicate with them on their level. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have one, uh, a symbol that, that, that I got through the whole Pizzagate thing and through the Podestas is what does the red shoes mean on politicians? What is the red shoe club or whatever that, do you know anything about that?
0: Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a dark one. Um, and that's, that's kind of the part of this. If I can talk about this for a second too, is is I want to warn your listeners, you know, like there's even more reason to really be, in the word because um, some of these things you stumble upon are are dark, are are very evil, and it's really hard to fathom. And I think this is why so many people think, oh, that's not happening, is because you just can't fathom that level of evil. And that's where kind of the red shoes tie in is this kind of sacrifice, um, blood sacrifice of children. And um, the red shoes, you know, indicate the blood shed and there's even been said that they wear them, um, you know, in case blood does get on them. I don't know if that's true, but there's also um, ties to a lot of these satanic people will make um, products out of the skin of the deceased. And so I say that very carefully because I know it's it's hard to hear. And so. I apologize if that's very abrupt, Um, but it is. I mean, it's 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 their kind of token.
1: Well like a serial killer has its uh he has his tokens or his yes. uh you know, I forget mementos. what they call it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mementos, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's the same. I, I think we've gotten away and and I'll just throw my card out there. I'm not a card carrying Calvinist in any shape, form, or fashion. However, there is a doctrine that I very much fancy of theirs called moral depravity. I think we're made in the image of God and there's some, you know, there's still goodness there, Mm -hmm. but we can't, we can't get away from moral depravity, you know? And I think we miss that moral depravity with, I mean, just look at what you just said. I mean, that's just, that's, that's like brain tilt. So
2: evil.
0: Yeah, it is. And, and you think like, I always tell people too, like, we gotta again going back to the Bible, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that evil will wax worse and worse. Like people will get consistently more evil. And so I think what do we think? That evil stopped with Stalin and Hitler, like, no, they've gotten worse. They've perfected their evil in essence, you know. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's grown. And so we've gotta understand that with a biblical lens. The Bible tells us that this, you know, is he is the the God of this world for now. You know, he spiritually darkened people's eyes. And um we've got to understand that concept to really grasp the enormity of all of this that we're talking about
3: So you talked about red shoes. How about just the significance of red and blue? I saw a lot of that on your Instagram.
0: yeah, the red and blue again is multi leveled um and I think this is important for people starting to kind of delve into this is it's not linear it's not one thing. it is deeply layered and so the red and blue, for example, um, can really go back to the Freemasonry, Freemasonry pillars of um, Joaquin and Boaz. And so you've got this red and these blue pillars in Freemasonry, and which is also steeped in Solomonic magic, which goes back to um, King Solomon. And, um, and so these pillars with the red and blue you see that a lot i mean you see it in our flag as well but you see it a lot um and it's indicative of these freemasonry colors which is a mystery religion um mm-hmm. it's also can be used in mind control programming the red and blue um are you know types of programming that trigger the mind control slave into a certain program um it's multifaceted so it's not like when they see red, they do this. Um, it depends on who programmed them. That might be a little deep for <laughs> the audience, but, um, mind control obviously the like
3: matrix kind of introduces yes. us to that idea a
2: little bit.
0: Yes. And either way you're going down the rabbit hole, right? Like it's, so pick, mm. pick your lesser of two evils in essence. It's yeah. duality too. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well you just open up, pandora's box but <laughs> Let, let's um can you give us a just a, a brief little bit uh about mk ultra and it's you know origins and, and the uses that you know about um there i know that's a little deeper but i think people need to realize that uh we're being programmed and not necessarily just in a dark dumb underground base you know that we're being psyoped even on television. So, what do you what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, mind control programming again goes back to well when they've told us about it, mind you, they give us the narrative of what they want us to know. So we got to take right. that as a grain of salt. But when they when World War II ended, Project Paperclip came over. This was one of the three letter agencies. Um, operatives is mind control, and um, it was kind of perfected over there in Nazi Germany. Um, I believe it goes all the way back though to Egyptian Babylonian mystery religions. Um, Mm -hmm. But, um, but anyways, it's, it's really this use, use of drugs, torture, um, hypnosis, um, sensory deprivation, or um, just sensory overload to try to get the brain to disassociate and fracture. And they practice these in prisons. in orphanages, in, you know, boys' and girls' homes, on children. Um, and they also practice it in insane asylums and all sorts all sorts of places across the United States. Um, I actually interviewed a survivor of um, mind control programming who was programmed by Yosef Mangala. And since you're watching Stranger Things, Brandon, you'll hear her call, her handler, Papa. And that's what Yosef Mengele made his um, victims call him Papa. Wow.
2: Um, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, you're going to see a lot of that mind control programming, sensory deprivation in that show. And so this this programming for those people really were perfected through these three-letter agencies. But then they realized that they could, in essence, control – Whoever they wanted through this. And so it thus it moved through even Hollywood. Um mm. mind control programming. You see them, you see them glitch, you see them transfer into a different altar. And and they'll they'll say, Hey, my alter ego is so and so, my alter ego is so and so. They're they're disassociated. They have they female have
3: female pop singers have been saying things like that. Sometimes they they word it almost Sounds like demonic possession, yeah. Flat out. Sometimes the way they they talk about it, but they they've been talking about that for decades now. It's-
0: Absolutely, and and kind of normalizing it. Right now, it just you kind of flippantly say it like it's no big deal, and that's part of the plan. But that's on their level, um, Illuminati families. It's a rite of passage to be mind controlled. Um, it's just part of their. It also goes hand in hand with satanic ritual abuse. They're they're mm-hmm. literally hand in hand but it goes all the way to us as your average American citizen or citizen of the, of humanity, right? Like when we watch TV, they are mass programming us to believe certain things. And that's why you see the kids now they're doing the peace sign and the okay signs. And you know, they're wearing pink and blue together and you know, who sets these trends? They do.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And, um, it's a form of mass mind control, even with the, you know, um, what happened with the, with, you know, pandemic, you know, they, they told us the narrative, they instilled fear and we believed it. So, um, I mean, we don't have to get into that. I know that that's <laughs> it's kind of a sensory censored type topic
1: yeah i'll just put to you like this we believe you I, i'll leave <laughs> it at that we, good we're, good. we're we're all the same page that you are about that about yeah the, the experiment the the, the experimental okay. science yeah
0: they're still experimenting so. on us it never went Absolutely. away after project paperclip you know they yeah. realized that they could what better way and then you think of back to your laurel canyon book which i have that book an excellent book you know they were massively programming experimenting on people in the 60s with LSD and mm-hmm. um, you know these Ken is,
1: Kesey and yeah yeah
0: yep. this goes hand in hand with mind control um yep. watch the movie with Mel Gibson it's an old one but it's called Conspiracy theorist. Yeah know?
3: I remember that one
0: Yep
1: well, well they made him look crazy yeah. and you know he wasn't crazy at all you know but everybody's going to watch the movie and think well that's yeah that's crazy you know and and that's their yeah. whole point whole plan yeah Exactly I remember, I remember reading uh, "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest" in high school, and I just knew intuitively, and I wasn't even a Christian yet. I knew there was something more to it, yeah. Than there, and you know, then I found out later. Uh, I got, I got, see, I got sucked into it with the Doors and the counterculture of the Doors. The Doors were big into, you know, a lot of that Laurel Canyon movement and all that kind of stuff. And right. and this was even before I was a Christian. You know, this was. But I knew there was there was some kind of, I knew there was a, a power, a magic with a K there before it. And I'm glad that Jesus rescued me from all that, you know, by keeping me here. This is the ironic thing. He kept me here. I was living with a girl and I didn't want to leave her. So I stayed in college where I am. And I went to a Baptist college and I had to take Bible classes and that the word did not return void. That's how I got saved. So it's like God you send to keep me right where I needed to be.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. What are what are some other things that that we've might have missed cover wise that and then I have two more questions after that, but uh any any other symbols that we need to be aware of that that even the newbies that that are out there?
0: <laughs> well, um I think it's just important to really just kind of like have an open mind with this um i think we've learned you know just in the last even i I have a lot of people who are like in 2020 2020 or 2016 i really woke up um yeah you know if you believe that the government can lie to us then you've got to have an open mind about everything that they've presented us Mm -hmm. as true right
2: yep let every
0: man be a liar and god true and so if we can start there and say hey Maybe there's something to this. Let me sharpen my discernment. Let me learn about a little bit about something that maybe I've never thought of before. And ask the Holy Spirit for that wisdom and guidance to show you, yes, this is truth. No, this is not. But um, I think that's a great starting place I just kind of wanted to add in. Um, But, you know, the symbols, um, the more you study who... The free like Freemasonry secret societies they're, they're all pretty much one and the same they're the same arm you know all goes back to Babylon with said. Um, yeah. Once you kind of see these symbols over and over again, it really helps you navigate um, it helps you navigate a little bit better the world and you start to see, hey, this is how I can protect my kids. this is how I can you know um, protect myself and my loved ones. Um, the one eye, the okay sign, even the colors I guess I would like to add that in the colors they use push Mm. agendas and so what we saw um, prior to this big push of the trans agenda was this pink and blue um, coupling and um, you know that that agenda the androgyny agenda is what I like to call it it's this duality of blending of the genders again goes back to a spiritual lens this has always been happening. This has been, this is nothing new um, here in 2020. Yeah. You know, this has been something they've always done. And why did they transition? Is because they believe in duality. They believe in blending. And it goes against who God says, male and female. And so they've pushed mm-hmm. out those colors of pink and blue. And then you have kids coupling these colors together. And little do they know, they're actually enforcing this agenda and not even realizing does that make sense? Mm.
2: Yes, makes perfect yeah. sense.
0: Yeah. It and goes so, back to
1: they're engaging in the in the ritual without realizing it.
0: Right. Right. And so it's it's more interesting than anything. It's more like, okay, I see what they're doing here. Um, why is the serpent's innocent as doves, the Bible says. So Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: and, and something else I tell Sandy, because we we've done a lot of research on brain science and stuff, and that's another no, whole interesting Try you know you have to sort out through the the new age versus the science and whatever science is nowadays. Anyway, we won't go there. But <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you know the reticular activating system. I've noticed that that I watched TV. I watch TV now. We we just watched um, more to be entertained by being able to pick out all the what my reticular activating system. And seeing that's why I want to watch. I don't want to go to a dark place, you know. I don't want it to be, you know. I'm I'm being entertained by w- picking up all the occult symbols and all this stuff. But I mean, it's 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 everywhere. It, it's I mean, it's every every show, every movie, ev- everything, you know. Even the the harm the quote harmless ones, you know. Yeah. And that that I think God put that reticular activating system in inside our bodies to for us to be able to discern stuff like that, to be able to see patterns. And right. um and 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 all that kind of stuff to just to know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean I, I've I've had uh several friends and I'm just gonna say this on my podcast because they might hear me that have been sucked into Freemasonry because they think it's just a a good gentleman gentleman's type club and they do good and I think a lot of them to a certain degree. <laughs> pun intended yeah believe believe that you know uh but it's it's hard to, to to make them see but i i think if 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 intuitively if they really went deep into their hearts, I think their conscience is telling them that hey, there's something wrong with this there's yeah. there's you know there's there's something not good here, so
0: right right, and to to your point, i mean kind of to to go back to how we kind of started the podcast. You've got this, the cover, right? And that's what a lot of these Freemasonry Freemasonry Lodges are. They're, you know, like my brother-in-law, the people that I know that are in it, are good people. But they're that lower level of the triangle. They're that lower, that outer circle of the circumcised. They cover for the inner core. And you see it happening all the time with philanthropies and charities. Of course, mm-hmm. they're going to do good work. But what are they really doing behind the scenes? Who's at the top? Who's in the middle? Yeah. And and that's where we need the Holy Spirit for discernment. And it's their perfect hiding place, really. It's set up that way, you know. Um, and and a lot of those people are good people, like your friends. They just, they don't know. They don't know until the Lord reveals it to them. So we pray for that. You know?
2: Well, and, and just the, the
1: easy part of it is it takes place of... Christianity. They'll tell you it doesn't, but it does. Freemasonry comes before your family. It comes before your wife. It comes, it becomes before everything. You know, I heard that yesterday and it just really rang true with all the Masons that I know that, that, you know, and that's another whole episode, (laughs) another whole podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's, I just want to switch gears one more time. But what is the most supernatural thing you've seen and been involved in, or that you that you can tell us about?
0: Oh wow, <laughs> there's a, there's quite a few. I'm
2: sure. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I think one that the Lord really prepared me for um, was something personal that happened to me after my father died. There was some supernatural activity in my parents' home. Um, And, you know, without going too far into it, there was some, you know, kind of, there was an opening there, for lack of another word. There was something there that was brought in probably with death, probably with worry, fear, anger, um, with another person living there. But really, uh, the caregivers would start to see, you know, the pages of the Bible started turning, um, dark figures were coming in and trying to choke my mom at night and um we had this i don't know where it came from in fact my mom didn't even know where it came from but it was this old relic and it was about i would say at least 150 years old but it was a metal it was metal and it had a picture stamped on it and my sister at the time was staying in a room after my father had passed and that object moved and it turned upside down the doors would open and close um and I think that's that was probably a start for me. I had experienced stuff before just in ministry. I worked in Skid Row. I've been to Haiti. I've been all over the world in ministry. Yeah. Um, but that was something very personal. And I just know the Lord prepared me for that because I, I mean, up until then I had never dealt with it personally. And, you know, for people that kind of scoff at like deliverance or um spiritual attacks for people that are, you know, Christians or anything like that, like I would really challenge you to seek the Lord on that because um, you know, it's, it's very real and it's very Mm. dark, but we have the authority through Christ to get rid of those things. And that's exactly what I did. Um, My Mm. mother then came to live with me and that entity followed her in our home and it was choking her at night. And she probably had fear. You know, there's probably an opening there. She was very old Parkinson's and I, you know, I said, You are not allowed here in Jesus' name. You need to leave. Any spirit of fear, anything that is coming in and causing torment to my mother needs to leave. And so it left, it never came back. And that was a couple know, years ago. But yeah, so it's real. <laughs> it's yeah. real.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's amazing. I, I love doing this part of the podcast cuz i uh you know we we'll have people on and they'll talk about their ministries and and not, you know theoretical not really theoretical stuff but just kind of I, I don't know just stuff and then it it becomes personal when they tell us their stories about the, the, the supernatural or the miraculous or or whatever yeah. you know and I love uh, it we love to hear those those kind of stories i've i've had i've had them before i was saved and after i was saved so it, it's it's really it helps you to connect with people when you hear those those type of stories, now, like I said earlier, uh Lindsay and I both said you do counseling now. Can you spend like a few minutes telling us about your ministry and just and and letting us know what it what's about what you do, and all that kind of stuff? We're gonna put stuff in the show notes you know to where people can reach out to you and and connect with you
2: if that's okay, yeah. Just tell us a little bit about your counseling ministry.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, so like I said, I've been in ministry my whole life, but I was a teacher for many, many years, um, which I think kind of goes hand in hand, um, counseling, coaching, teaching. And so I I moved, and the Lord led me into this um, counseling realm because I was always counseling on some level. (laughs) I just, it just, was kind of in the background, you know, like the Lord was preparing. But um, I counsel people. I um, My website's com, And I just work with people one-on-one going through hard challenges in life, anxiety, depression, relationships. Um, and I think just kind of having the knowledge of the world and kind of knowing this kind of spiritual side of it and knowing that the mm-hmm. only hope, is really Christ, is his word, is his truth. Um, I myself am a recovering alcoholic and addict, um, and I've had so many different issues along the lines um, in college and stuff, and it was truly God's word that set me free. And so mm-hmm. I just I just really bring that into my sessions, and I do workshops too. Um, so, yeah, so thank you. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Such a blessing.
1: Here's a question uh, not just for me but just for the anyone do you work only with women or do you work with women and men or do you work with children
0: Yeah Well um because it's Zoom um typically if it were in person I wouldn't work with men but because it's a Zoom counseling um online or telecounsel um I do I work with men women um and I work with children I have a couple children um that I work with yeah
2: Cool cool yeah. So what what type of stream is it is it more like cognitive behavioral
1: therapy type
0: I I actually am completely not against the secular world but I really take my learning and teaching from the Lord. I feel that supersedes yeah. although I have degrees and I have, you know, my masters right. and all of that. I really believe that it's it's scripture and his word that leads us. And so yeah, there are some times where We use resources where there is some spiritual warfare praying together involved. And sometimes it is a little more topical. Like, are you a true believer? Are you in the word? What are you doing? You know, um, it's really the full gamut, I would say. Um, Wherever the Holy Spirit leads, he's our counsel. So I I rest in him.
2: How does yours compare? I mean, obviously he was a cessationist um
3: but jay adams biblical sort of the noetic thing how how, how does your your version compare to his
0: yeah jay adams i i I take i like his his approach in some regards in the sense of scripture really is um what we use as our baseline Um, Mm -hmm. and even in my research it's just from my life experience and just what the lord has shown me i really do believe that there is so much um healing in the scripture alone now, now mm. do i totally remiss times where there are things in the world that can help us do you know of course of course there's practical things that we can do um but yes i do i do know jay adams um books and such yeah that new type counseling i kind of lean towards that mm-hmm.
2: cool Yeah,
1: yeah that's cool yeah. I just came out of uh, a little background with me and in the audience knows, uh, I just came out of, uh, being diagnosed with a major depressive disorder. And honestly, this podcast is a lot of what pulled me out of it, it gave me purpose again, sure. but I was, a, I was a minister and, and here I am having suicidal ideation and making a plan to kill myself. And it's like, uh, what's going on here. And, and so I went into, um, we didn't have the funds at the time to go to just a proper ca- Christian counselor, but I went into a um, rehab type public rehab type thing, and I, I received a quote, "Christian counselor who basically gave me all sorts of ungodly, awful advice. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I, I you know, a lot of uh, there, there's people out there, there are Christian counselors, which you are one because you're based on the word, but there are people who are Christians who counsel. Mm-hmm. And there is a distinction I think that needs to be drawn there because he he you know he was just he was he's a great guy, but he was just enmeshed in a lot of the you know gestalt and and different uh different psychological you know theories which I think sure. have a place, but at the same time, I think a lot of that's rooted in the occult, and I won't go there right. but particularly Freud and stuff but uh anyway yeah so. Yeah, well, th- I think that's great. That's what I wanted to kind of caveat for everybody that you you are a word based, solid
0: yes. counselor. <laughs> absolutely. So absolutely, and you know, just to touch on that, I mean, you think about all the the big psychologists that they base secular world bases on, and 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 they have this idea of that man is inherently good, but by mm-hmm. nature and stuff they become bad, and that goes inherently against God's word. You know we are yes. born in sin from Adam, and so yes. so when you when you see those little nuances and those little slight deceptions that skews you, you know, and so we have to go back to God's word. We have to see what He says about it. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that in, and, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. People need to be very careful. They need to yeah. Be,
1: yeah. be diligent. Well, that's one of the things that I disagree with the the great Michael Heiser, who I really respect and I love uh, dearly, but. Yeah. I, I disagree with him in that aspect. I think people are born with moral depravity. So, yeah, yeah. So, but we don't have to agree about everything to be fellowship and 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 sure. walk. because you know, I've learned so much from him. But yeah, yeah I, we've Sandy and I have done so much counseling and healing and stuff. To that, there's just no way. And then you dive into the areas that we've talked about in this podcast. You know, there's just no way that people are inherently good. Just right, and they and they learn evil. Evil, evil is there. <laughs> I have oh, two boys, yes. and I've I saw it when they were little. So yeah. you know,
0: right.
1: right. Anyway, well, time is valuable, and I am so appreciative of you being on here. You just don't know how I just mm-hmm. I, I dug the podcast. I look forward to it, and I hope one day you will do a podcast yourself. You. But. Until then, I will have to just be satisfied with your Instagram, which is is <laughs> it, it's fun. So A rumble, rumble study. Yeah, I might. I'm gonna go check that out. Lindsay Lindsay really does. He's my researcher man. He 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 does deep dives on all kinds of stuff. So,
3: awesome.
1: But um, yeah, so thank you so much, Amy. We thank really appreciate you. you being on here and. Yeah, we'd like right. to if, if you pray about it we'd like to have you on here again you know maybe go into some Freemasonry type stuff or give us a sure uh, a primer on that that would be primer that's the old way of saying a primer a primer <laughs> on on Freemasonry and stuff if, if you know if, if you're game for that so
0: yeah, absolutely this has been really fun I'm, I'm so humbled so thank you so much for just having me on
1: yeah,
3: thank you <laughs> thank you.
1: Thanks for listening and supporting us. And remember, stay naturally, supernaturally.